0: in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, we are live. What's up, everybody? Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast, Faraz, Zach we're here to go over quarterback and running back rankings today for week 16. If you made it this far, congratulations You're in the semifinals. Uh, but, but you know, it's not over. You know, we could we could celebrate that we made it here, that we made it this far. And that's great. Pat yourself on the back just a little bit. Yeah. Now look forward and, you know, it's not over yet. If you think your team sucks, you never know uh, because there's a lot of interesting games this week and there's a lot of weather concerns for a bunch of these games. This week. So yeah. you never know how things are gonna how, or how things are gonna go. Uh, but let's talk about the weather real quick for this for this week. There are seven games uh with totals under 40, which is crazy. Like I don't even yeah. remember the last time I've seen that. And you know, so don't expect a whole lot of scoring this week in general. Cleveland is going to be really bad. Uh Vegas <laughs> has this game at a 31 and a half total. Okay, 31 and a half. Okay, that's yeah. wins in the 20 to 25-mile-per-hour range. The gusts can reach up to 30. Uh, so pass catchers are likely going to be severely limited in this game. I think Kamara and Chubb are fine. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm you know I'm benching Dalton in a two-quarterback league, super flex yep. league. Um, I have Deshaun Watson down at 20 this week. Maybe that's even too high. Uh, but at least he can run. So that's yeah. that kind of like can save him a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I think guys like Chris Olave, Juwan Johnson, Amari Cooper, Diamond Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, they're all risky plays this week. Uh, now, Taysom think... Hill you know, might get a little bit of a bump maybe because, you know, he might join Alva Kamara, run the ball and all that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Taysom Hill, you know, as a gadget guy, you know, maybe they just work him into the, the play calling a little bit because they aren't going to be calling a regular game in this game. I don't trust either of these offenses, especially like you said, New Orleans and Cleveland coming in neither of them are good offenses in good weather so imagine in bad weather Amari Cooper I'm not expecting anything at all we've seen him um on the road we, I don't think he's a fair I think he's a fair weather player I don't think he plays very well um out in the cold uh Deshaun Watson hasn't been playing you know super inspiring either so I, I would leave maybe I don't want to say I'm going to bench Amari Cooper but definitely temper expectations for him like you said the run game is going to be what's doing it this week do you think maybe kickers have a good day? Like, do you think they'll no. even be able to drive the ball that worse. I, I don't think that's, that's even be the case.
0: that's even worse. Like, kickers are going to be missing all day long. I don't even think if, if the if the winds are at twenty five miles per hour, they're not going to kick the they're not going to go for field goals.
1: Oh, that, yeah, I didn't know there was a wind too. I know it was supposed to be cold. Oh, yeah, I, that's 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 the main
0: concern. The yeah. main concern for the passing game is always the wind. So, like. Yeah. If it's windy, twenty five mile per hour like that that's that's significant and it's going to impact the passing game. Uh, you know, like I have a you know, I had Juwan Johnson. We talked about this, you know, last week. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, talking about him being such a good play moving forward, but this week, I don't think I can play him, dude. Like I picked up uh Noah Fant. And I yeah. might end up playing Noah Fant <laughs> over Juwan Johnson just because of this weather, unfortunately. I, I don't want to overreact to weather. But this game seems like one to react to.
1: Yeah, no, um, definitely. Like, I saw, like, isn't it like negative kickoff temperatures in like four or five of the games? Yeah. I think the Bills well, game, at, at, Bills at least, Bears that's what is the, like negative.
0: That's what the feel like temperature is, yeah. at least, you know. So it's going to be cold as hell in a bunch of these <laughs> games. Uh, it, it doesn't affect like a whole lot of scoring when it's like super cold, but, you know, when it's windy and it's rainy, that's when it really affects the passing game. So just keep that in mind. I think Alvin Kamara is a decent start this week as a solid RB2 against Cleveland, already a team that is not good at defending the run. Um, So keep that in mind. Taysom Hill seems like a Taysom Hill game to me this week. (laughs) Um, Now, in other games, like this Thursday night as well, against you know, the Jaguars and the Jets, a little windy and rainy. You know, that might affect, you know, whether you start Trevor Lawrence or not. This was already a tough matchup against the Jets in New York. So, or in New Jersey, I should say. Uh, but you know, keep that in mind. I have him as a low end QB one this week. Uh, but you know, if you have some other low end QB one options, you might, you know, consider not starting Trevor Lawrence this week. If you have some other options.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's fair. Even though he's been playing really well, you know, the matchup plus the weather, like you said, is going to be pretty significant in, in this matchup. I don't think like if Trevor Lawrence is going to do good. I mean, what what about Zach Wilson? <laughs> you know? gonna I'm just thinking think about that. It's going to be pretty bad. Um, It might be, like you said, one of the quietest fantasy scoring weekends that we've seen in a little while Um, because the weather looks like garbage. And It's too bad because, you know, Christmas Eve, but um, we'll see how it goes.
0: Buffalo in Chicago as well. Uh, This one's a high wind game. So, like, I would say the level of concern for the Cleveland game is at, like, a 10. Uh, The level of concern for the Buffalo-Chicago game is probably at, like, a 7. And then the level of concern for the passing game in the Jets-Jaguars game is at, like, a 5. Mm-hmm. Um. so the Buffalo and Chicago like high winds right very cold it could affect the passing game you know it shouldn't affect Justin Fields a whole lot I still haven't had my quarterback three this week uh, yeah. I have Josh Allen's my QB one um, because these guys are good at rushing the ball right
1: right yeah you look at it Josh Allen he's not only good at rushing the ball but he can also throw it even when it's cold you know he's a bit of a winter warrior so like you said yeah. he's kind of built for those games where you know he's really not supposed to be doing very well but despite the weather he gets it done i think if you're gonna have any good strong matchup in this type of weather it's going to be the bears and the bills because they both have rushing quarterbacks and justin fields can be able to get it done i trust him to get it done with his legs i'm not sure how much i trust him to get done with his arm but that hasn't been you know really necessary as long as he throws a touchdown or two and just keeps himself clean doesn't throw any any picks he'll have a really nice ceiling for you and a solid floor with that rushing upside and josh allen we just know who josh allen is there's no worrying about him he's our qb1 for the week
0: Yeah, and, you know, Chicago has been pretty bad against quarterbacks lately. (laughs) So, uh, you know, Devin Singletary and James Cook, I think, get a little bit of a bump. Um, If I'm starting either of them, it's going to be Devin Singletary. Uh, But, you know, they're going up against Chicago, first of all, right? They're they're bad against the run. And then on top of that, the Bills might actually depend on the run a little bit more in this game. Um, We already thought that they might do that coming into this game. But now with the weather, they might do that even more. Um, so those, those are the main ones. There are a couple of other weather, interesting weather concerns, but not nothing that will really affect fantasy to make a bunch of start sit decisions based on it. All right. Um. All right. So let's get into quarterback rankings. Uh, still have Josh Allen at number one, you know, like you said, you know, he still finds ways to get it done. The matchup is great. Uh, over the last four weeks, the bears have given up the most fantasy points to the position. Yep. Uh, so, you know, Josh Allen against them, even in the even in the elements like just start him. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number two against Seattle. Justin Fields at number three. Again, you know, we're depending on his rushing ability in this game. I can see him having more than 100 yards easily in this week. This week he had 95 yeah. last week against Philly. He he had a ton of rushing attempts. He's back to his, you know, his usual uh, workload when it comes to the run game, which is great considering that he had that shoulder injury a couple of weeks ago. Um, So he should be fine. And then Joe Burrow, you know, in New England with all of his weapons, you know, with jo- Joe Burrow, I mean, sorry, with uh, T. Higgins <laughs> and Jamar Chase and Tyler Tyler Boyd, uh, he, they might even get uh, back Hayden Hurst uh, this week as well. Uh, right. So that would be good for Joe Burrow to get all of his weapons there. So uh, go even going into New England, you know, it, this might be a little bit of a cold game, but it shouldn't mm-hmm. really affect the passing
1: too much. Yeah, I'm not worried about Joe Burrow with his full complement of weapons. You know, I'm not super psyched about the matchup, you know, New England has been a little bit tougher, but they're not anything to, you know, go crazy about. Um, he like I said, he has his full complement of weapons. He was extremely efficient in the touchdown department last week, and you know, he only had 200 yards by through four touchdowns. I'm expecting more of the same because of his full complement of weapons being available. He's one of the most consistent quarterbacks this season. Really safe 15 point floor. I'm not worried about it at all. And he has that ceiling of overall QB1 on a weekly basis to boot. But then also with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the only thing I was tempted to maybe put Patrick Mahomes at one because he has a pretty good matchup in what could be a shootout against Seattle. But um, I think Josh Allen, like we said, he's a winter warrior. He'll be, he'll be able to get it done. The matchup for him is as ideal as it's going to get we said that the bears are allowing most points to qbs over the last four weeks so i think that's a really good just slam dunk you know he's going to be the number one quarterback this week and justin fields too you talked about the rushing ability being there even in a tough matchup you know i'm not worried about it as long as he has that rushing ability he's a must start in all leagues because the bears if the bills go up you know there's a chance i mean the bears have been competitive in games but the bills go up this bears offense could be chasing points and that's been justin fields wheelhouse all season
0: uh, let's see you know it, it's you know when you look at um, Joe Burrow right you look at what these quarterbacks have done lately against New England like Derek Carr threw for three touchdowns last week the week before that was Colt McCoy so whatever he still threw for 246 yards though uh, Josh yeah. Josh Allen threw for two the week before that and the week before that Kirk Cousins threw, threw for three so pretty confident that Joe Burrow can potentially get three touchdowns in this game yeah uh, and then you got Tua at number five against Green Bay um, you know, th- this game might actually have a little bit of scoring in it, right? Like, because yeah. the Packers' defense isn't great. Uh, Miami's defense isn't great. 49 and a half over under. I think this is the highest over under of the week, if I'm not mistaken. It is, right? It is. Yes, you're right. And so, so yeah, dude, like, this is a game that you want to target. Um, I think that all of his receivers have good matchups in this this week. I'm not worried about Jair Alexander at all. Mm-hmm. Start like Tyreek start Jalen Waddle. And, you know, even these running backs, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson potentially being hurt. We'll see if he gets uh, bumped up to a limited practice today. Uh, But, you know, just keep in mind of that because Green Bay is also really bad against the run. Uh, But yeah, Tua, you know, Aaron Rodgers, both of them can can go back and forth. Uh, Did you get to see the spread on this game? I'm wondering how close they think this game is going to be. I uh, minus four. I saw yeah, the over under. Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins are favored by four points in this game. So, uh, should, should be a close one. Uh, and this is in, uh, this is in Miami. So, yeah. uh, I think Tua can have a pretty good day this week.
1: Yeah. One of the few games where, you know, we're not worrying about the weather at all, really. <laughs> I mean, it, I think that the Yeah, I think the dolphins are probably like you know, thank God they're like, oh, that we're not going to the frozen tundra. Could you imagine what the weather's gonna be like? I don't know. I might have to look that up then and just see what the weather's supposed to be. Green Green Bay, Bay, probably terrible if they were gonna play it because (laughs) could you imagine them going to play that, going to Buffalo one week and then following that up with uh, Green Bay the next week? That would have been tough. But i love to, in this matchup, you know, I think Green Bay, they're not a scary defense at all. You know, Jair Alexander has not been playing the way that we've expected him to play based on the way we've seen him play the rest of his career uh, this season. He's having a bit of a down year. But um, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle playing, you know, you can't ever just count Tua out. I think this is a good matchup at home. Uh, they need this one, you know, for the playoffs. I think they're going to play hard. It should be high scoring. I was surprised. I thought maybe the Chiefs and the Seahawks would be the highest one. As far as the over-under, I think they're second. Um, they're at 48 and a half instead of 49 and a half, but it's close. Um, I expect Tua to do, do big things because it's in Miami. If it was in Green Bay, completely different conversation, but Tua um, in Miami, I like him at five. That's good. I, I would put him over Justin Herbert, even though he's in a good matchup, um, who we have at six, you know, I, I think that he's playing a little bit uh, down. to the competition he hasn't been as explosive as we want him to be in a really good stretch of matchups these last five weeks yeah if if geno smith had tyler lockett you know it would be a big difference i mean justin herbert like i said he hasn't been playing as well he's been on a really good schedule these past few weeks justin herbert has so it looks like he should be producing more than he has i think that's true but geno smith um if he had tyler lockett i would put him over justin herbert definitely
0: you know it's like it's one of those things justin herbert man like you know, every time you think he's going to do well, like this year, like he, you know, he's not doing as well as he could, right? Like he's, right. you know, he's, you know, Indy is kind of a middle of a road type of matchup. You know, they did get destroyed uh, last week. You know, when they had to come back when, you know, when, uh, when it, the the other team was forced to throw the ball. I'm curious to see what is going to happen in this game. I I can't predict game script in this one. Like I I, right. I can't. If I had to guess what's going to happen, like I could see the Colts running the ball uh, pretty well. Having this game close, I can also see Justin Herbert and the Chargers going up in this game. So this is going to be an interesting one, man. This is one of the tougher matchups to read for me this week.
1: Yeah, it's a really tough matchup because the Colts, they didn't look bad, obviously, in the first half last week. But they were really bad in the second half last week. But I think that has to do with the game script. I think the Colts are better than their record indicates, and they could keep it close. Um, I like Justin Herbert, though, anyway, in this matchup, like I said... I just want to see him hit that upside. <laughs> you know, he has all of his weapons now, and we didn't see it last week. I don't know what that was about. It was a really good matchup against the Titans. It was just a quiet day for them overall. But I think he has the upside still, but he hasn't shown that safe floor like other quarterbacks ahead of him have this season. That's why he's kind of floating down the sixth range um, this week. Yeah, so we have
0: Herbert at six, Gino at seven, uh, Kirk Cousins at eight against the Giants, uh, Dak Prescott at nine against Philly, Uh, You know, we'll see what Gardner Gardner Minshew Minshew can do on the other side. You know, will they be able to stay up with Dallas? Will Dallas be able to score, you know, on Philly's defense, which I think they will. Um, So, you know, it's one of those things where uh, what will the game script look like? But I think Dak will be solid this week. You know, Philly, regardless of who the quarterback is, I think they're going to be competitive. And I think Dak is going to end up having to throw the ball. Uh, I would normally have Trevor Lawrence above him, uh, you know, I think this week, but he's going up against the Jets in New York in a little bit of bad weather. Uh, so I'm going to go Dak over Lawrence, uh, who I have at 10.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was looking at the rankings, and I was really tempted to put Trevor Lawrence over him. But just the weather conditions you know, were enough to sway me to put Dak higher than Trevor Lawrence this week, too. Um, I think Dak is going to be fine as far as production. It's not like the Cowboys are going to go up. I think Gardner Minshew is better than a lot of people you know, think he is. And this is a situation that I would say rivals the 49ers as far as you could put any quarterback in, and they'd be all right. You know, this is a good offense and a good defense, just a good team overall for Philadelphia. And if Gardner Minshew comes in, he's going to be able to play and keep him competitive. Um, I think he could be a starter, you know, some on a couple teams throughout the league. I think that he's just kind of taking this backup role and run with it. But um, I, I think it's going to be a close enough game that Dak's going to be throwing the ball enough. It's a division game. It's going to be close regardless. So I, I'm not worried about Dak at all, this matchup. I'm not expecting a humongous ceiling, but he's not going to be – it's not going to be a dud week this week. Yeah, I think he'll settle right in the 18-20 point range like he's been. Yeah. I, I, I agree
0: uh, and then I got Daniel Jones um your arch nemesis at number 11 <laughs> against Minnesota um it, you know it's a good matchup you know he has the he has a little bit of a rushing floor um, yep. and I have Tom Brady at 12 in Arizona these are both away games for both of these guys. Um, I have Jared Goff down at a 13 um you know I think Jared Goff had a couple of really good games against two bad defenses. And yeah. I think, like, he was being elevated to a point where he didn't really deserve to go. And I understand this offense is good. You know, Carolina, though, has, in Carolina, Okay, I think this isn't a slam dunk for Jared Goff. And that's why I have him down at 13. I like the matchups more for Daniel Jones. I think he has a higher floor. Same thing with Tom Brady. I like his matchup more. Uh, You know, you, you saw that he was able to get yeah. some production out of Russell Gage as well. So, you know, I, I think the, both these guys have higher floors uh than Jared Goff. But Goff definitely has a ceiling. Like if you're shooting for it, you know, I think Goff probably has the highest ceiling because of the weapons that he has.
1: Yeah. I think that's 100% fair. And that's kind of how I look at it too. I was tempted to put Jared Goff higher, but I think you're right when you said that his numbers might've been a little bit inflated by some good matchups these last few weeks. Carolina isn't a fantastic matchup. They're not a bad matchup either, but they're a pretty good defense, you know, just on paper. When yeah. you look at him, um, Daniel Jones, I know I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy, but against Minnesota with the rushing upside that he has, if he, all he has to do is be efficient in the passing game, and he could have a pretty big game, you know, settle right in that 20, 23-point range. Um, I think that's definitely within his, you know, range of outcomes. So I think Daniel Jones at 11 makes sense. And Tom Brady, also, like you said, you talk about the matchup. Arizona has not been very good at, at limiting quarterbacks. So Tom Brady, he had a good game last week. Maybe he can build on it, um, even though they did lose. From a fantasy perspective, though, Tom Brady is picking up a little bit of steam. And down the stretch, we could see that more, especially, like you said, with a good matchup against Arizona.
0: Yeah, I mean he has eighteen points in uh, you know in regular four point scoring three of the last four weeks. The only time he didn't was against San Francisco uh, in week fourteen. So you know he's looking he's looking pretty solid right now. Uh, And then I got Aaron Jones at fourteen. I was actually in between him and Jared Goff uh, at thirteen and fourteen. But you know these running backs are starting to kind of gain some momentum. uh, You know you know in the in uh in in green bay so i kind of think that you know maybe aaron Rodgers might end up you know not throwing the ball as much you know will you know will if this is going to be a true um you know back and forth contest then yeah aaron Rodgers can do his thing but yeah. his you know now that he has romeo dubs you know he has christian watson obviously alan lazar can still do his thing when he's being targeted so he has good weapons um, you know, against Miami in the higher, in a higher point total, I'm perfectly fine starting Aaron Rodgers this week. He could have done his thing last week if they needed him, uh, you know, on Monday night, but yeah. they didn't really need him in that game. So, you know, in this game, if Miami ends up scoring, maybe Aaron Rodgers has to do a little bit more.
1: I think that's very possible. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers, he's been playing a little bit better, you know, and he has more of his weapons coming back. Romeo dubs should be back. You know, fully, fully obviously he didn't, fully, run, right. he didn't run so many routes last week, but he did get a lot of targets. So it'll be interesting to see how he's used, and if he's having a good day, chances are Aaron, Rodger, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good day, especially with Christian Watson on the, on the other side. Uh, he's going into this game. Aaron Rodgers is with the best supporting cast. Like he's like I said, he's out all season with Romeo Dubs. He's now going to be healthy completely, Christian Watson is going to be healthy. Aaron Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon were getting it done out of the backfield last week. This could definitely be a high scoring game. And like I said, the Dolphins will be thankful that the matchup is warm in Miami. Um, that should make it easier for them to score and also the the, the Packers. So it should be easier to hit that over under. That's up that high, you know, it has them as a high scoring game. Caesars does, I think, this week, right? That's Yeah,
0: yeah so should we go? I mean, uh, you know, I'm looking at this golf, you know, ranking, right? And yeah. w- would you be tempted to put Rodgers over Goff? I think Carolina line and, and Detroit is a 43 over under, and Rodgers yeah. is near 50.
1: As we're talking about it, you know, I kind of am. Um, yeah. The matchup isn't That enticing for Jared Goff, where Aaron Rodgers has a really good one, if I'm not mistaken, that the Dolphins are like allowing the second most points to quarterbacks this season, I think, overall. So that's really good (laughs) for Aaron Rodgers, especially the way he's been coming on. He's been playing a little bit better recently these past few weeks. So I I think maybe we can move Aaron Rodgers up to 13.
0: Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's move Aaron Rodgers to 13, Jared Goff to 14. And then Derek Carr at 15. We will not be moving him up. Uh, no. <laughs> but he's playing against Pittsburgh. You know, he he had a decent game. He had a good game this past week because we didn't think he was gonna do so well. So this week, you know, in Pittsburgh, you know, it's it's one of those matchups where he could go either way with Derek Carr. But yep. he has a high enough I was gonna say high enough floor, but then that wouldn't count all the games that where he shits to bed. Yeah. Uh but you know, <laughs> he only had one bad game in the last like eight weeks. You know, we so I think Derek Carr can be up there. And, you know, honestly, you know, this might be too low. We might be shitting on Derek Carr a little bit too much, to be honest with you. Like, (laughs) you know, if you look at what he's been doing, you know, he's had a high floor. He hasn't shown his ceiling, but the floor has been there. So, you know, in Pittsburgh, you know, this could go either way. Uh, But I think Derek Carr is... You know, he's just a definition of a solid start, I would say.
1: Yeah, we we talk crap about Derek Carr a lot on this podcast, but he's been performing exactly how we've been ranking him almost. You know, as a high end QB two for most of the season. Um, that's where I think he's going to continue to be. It's just we haven't seen the upside that we hope to see. You know, with Devontae Adams, we haven't seen him really play with all of his his, you know premier pass catchers on the field. Obviously, Darren Waller was back last week. Um, with Devontae Adams, Mac Hollins, Josh Jacobs. I think there's room for him to improve and maybe move up these rankings, maybe these next this next week or two. But until we see that, I think a high in QB two is where he's going to settle because Josh Jacobs in an offense that has Josh Jacobs, you know, it's going to be tough for him to get the insane volume that might be necessary to have like you know those three four touchdown days.
0: Yeah, that's true. And if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers have been giving up some some fantasy points to running backs lately. Um, uh, just, I think a little bit.
1: I think I had a note on that.
0: Yeah, well, uh, last week, you know, the Panthers obviously couldn't get anything going, uh, but the couple weeks before that, they have been. Um, so, uh, you know, I like I like uh, Josh Jacobs a lot this week. I think he can potentially get back to to what he was doing uh, before last week. Last week, obviously, he didn't score. Yeah. Um, but you know, J.K. Dobbins, fifteen for one twenty. You know, Gus Edwards that same game, thirteen for sixty six. The week before that, uh, Algier and Patterson over you know five yards of carry. Jonathan Taylor was able to do his thing the week before, so I think I think Josh Jacobs is in for, for a pretty good day this week. It's, um, it's yeah. fine.
1: I'll talk more on that on Josh Jacobs when we get to him in the rankings because I'm sure. actually taking like the opposite road with it. Okay, we'll gotcha. See.
0: Uh Brock Purdy at 16. Uh listen, Brock Purdy's just able to get it done, right? Yeah. You know, he's fitting in the system. You know, he's making the throws where he needs to needs to throw them. He's not making mistakes. Um, so that's really what it comes down to. And this is, you know, as far as his ranking goes, you know, it's him guarding Minshew at 17 because like both of these guys, guys who are stepping into the system, uh, and are able to just kind of take advantage because of the coaching and the weapons that they have.
1: Yeah, these are guys that we don't know a whole lot about. Obviously, Brock Purdy, we've seen him play for two weeks. and Gardner Minshew, we know what kind of quarterback he is from his days in Jacksonville. But in these offenses, we've got to see how it goes. I, they're Like I said, they're both backups stepping into really good situations. All they have to do is be efficient. And when that kind of thing happens, you know, I think the ceiling kind of tops out at two touchdown passes. <laughs> you know, they're not going to ask them to do too much. So I would temper expectations with these guys a little bit. But I don't see a situation where these guys have like good games. You know, they're going to be playing well, I think, because of the supporting cast around them. Brock Purdy, especially, we know that's going to happen. And I expect Gardner Minshew in a game, you know, against Dallas, it's a division game. He's going to be playing hard because of the character that he is as a quarterback. Um, I think he he's obviously stepped down from Hertz in the Russian department. And I'm not saying he has a, he's as good as a passer of Hertz, as Hertz, but I don't think it's as, a, it's as big of a steep drop as it would be with most other backup quarterbacks. And I'm confident that Gardner Minshew can get it done this week. So I think having him at 17 here as a QB, too. Is perfectly realistic.
0: Uh, and then we have Zach Wilson at eighteen, followed by Sam Darnold at nineteen, and Deshaun Watson all the way down at twenty. Because I'm just worried about the uh, the Cleveland weather. So yes, I am playing yeah. Zach Wilson. I know I know the weather's bad in New York as well, but it's not as bad. Um, I think Zach Wilson can still get it done. He still has a, you know a few weapons, um, you know, and Jacksonville is one of those defenses that they do give up a lot of passing yards and fantasy points to quarterbacks yeah. uh, o- over the year and lately as well. So. I think Zach Wilson can be okay this week only because of the matchup. And that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. And then Sam Darnold, too, like, you know, against Detroit. It's very similar thing where Detroit, you know, they've been good against running backs, but against the past, they haven't been as good. Um, and, yeah, like, it's crazy to think that I'm starting these guys over Deshaun Watson this week, though.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's that crazy because the problem is with Deshaun Watson, you know, you just – Hasn't had the upset. And you look at the offense since he's come back, it has not been explosive at all. The touchdowns have not been there. Um In the cold weather, you know, maybe 20 is a little high. <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust Deshaun Watson really in this offense right now to keep things going smoothly. If Jacoby Brissett were playing, do you think maybe that the Cleveland offense would get a boost or do you think the weather would still just affect? I think the weather would
0: still be a factor, to be honest with you. Right.
1: Okay. And then also, just a question. I'm not sure if we know anything about Lamar or Huntley or whoever's going to be playing for the yeah, Ravens. If Lamar point. would play, where do you think he would be Ranked Or Tyler Huntley, where do you think these guys would be ranked?
0: Well, you know what? Uh, the weather in, in Baltimore is supposed to be pretty bad, too, this yeah. week. Um, I would probably have, um, looking at the top 10 here, I would probably have ranked maybe under maybe under Dak, like right ahead of Trevor maybe, something like that. Maybe so ahead Lamar. of Daniel Jones. Is that what you're talking about? L- L- Lamar, yeah, right. like probably right. around 10, 10, like low on QB1 this week, I would say. Yeah,
1: I, I think that's fair. That's what I was kind of thinking, too. I wasn't going to put him as a QB2. He definitely is not a high-end quarterback right now, especially coming off the injury. We're not sure yeah. if he's going to play. There's a chance that he doesn't play. Um, but even when he has played, you know, he had those great three weeks to start. And then since then, he's been like a mid QB too. That, that's that been about it. So I would temper expectations regardless of who starts. Tyler Huntley, do you think he even makes the top 20 if he plays? I mean, he is um,
0: I might, I, think. I might play him over Deshaun, but like barely, yeah. barely. He's barely there, I would say. Right, you know, and I was yeah. Listen, man, we we I was high on Tyler Huntley when he took over. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, this offense is going to be fine. Like, nope, no, he hasn't, been, hasn't been looking the case. good. I've, he hasn't I've, been looking good.
1: Lamar obviously is a step up over Tyler Huntley, but I looked at the way that they play the game. It's like they didn't have to change the offense that much, but it's been pretty drastic. As bad as the Ravens' offense, the Ravens' offense wasn't bad, but it wasn't really good with Lamar. But with Tyler Huntley, and it, it's just been like bad. You know, so it shows you that Lamar does make a difference in that offense. Can't just put anyone there. And that the lack of weapons on the outside is really showing. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.